Cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Yes, cheers. Hey, let's let's actually do that. Let's cool. go. Round the cheers, table. y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Nice to meet you. Yep. All right. Let's get it. So uh, welcome back to the Creatives POV podcast. I'm Noah. I'm Ethan. And today we got the Ink Space boys, Tan and Tino, on the podcast. And um, Tan and Tino, um, I've worked with them on a few passion projects of mine, and they work with a lot of my homies, too. Um, they are designers and screen printers based here in Des Moines, Iowa. And so, yeah, let's just get into it. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, guys. Cool. So um, my name's Tan, and I'm the co-founder of Inkspace. And I'm born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa on the south side. And uh, I'm a screen printer and graphic designer there. Dope. Nice. Yeah, I'm basically the same thing. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm Tino, and I'm the co-founder of Inkspace, and I am a graphic designer and screen printer there as well. Dope. Yeah. Also, I just want to preface: this is our first time we've had two guests on the podcast at once, so awesome. it might be chaotic or like there might be a lot of space, <laughs> but it's okay. Cool. So yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, so tell us about how you guys met. Because that's the story that, like, I don't know about myself. Oh, really? Did not yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess we officially, I would say we officially met at DMAC Community College out in Ankeny. And, I mean, back back in the day, we knew of each other just through mutuals. But I would say we got closer in school. It was getting the first class of the day in the morning at DMAC. And class was starting. And I think class already started. Oh, class already started. And... <laughs> I took my seat, you know, the instructor was already starting, you know, the class and this kid walks in late and happens to be Tino, you know, <laughs> yep. class already started, all, everyone's eyes are on him and um, there was, we made eye contact, we just got to do a little head nod and in the very back there was uh, one seat left, it was the last seat open and he came over, walked all the way across the room, sitting in the back with me. Yeah, so, yeah. and it was just... Kind of looking back, it was kind of crazy. Dang. That, okay. Kind of like fate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is crazy. So y'all went to DMAC. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Did you guys go anywhere else after DMAC? Yep. Uh, I did. I continued at Grandview, and that's where I got my bachelor's degree in graphic design. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yes. And then I tried to go to Iowa State, but I was short a few credits, mm-hmm. so I just didn't want to. I just yeah. said, I'm going to take a break. Got you. What are your guys' thoughts on college education? Uh, college education, I guess for our industry, I feel like I wouldn't say it's necessary. Um, I think it's still important, you know, to have like a degree in the background and to learn, um, have like experience. But I guess for me, I would rather see uh, your port- portfolio and what you've experienced than mm-hmm. a degree, in yeah. my opinion. But I think it's still nice to have a degree, you know as a backup just in case things go south or you need a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um I don't necessarily think you need uh to go to school as well, but I do think you need some form of an education or mentorship when it comes to graphic design and screen printing um or else you know that's how you're able to learn and you're able to gain the experience that you need. But um I also think um, school is nice because just like our industry is always growing, um, we always have to continue to learn, and school provides that outlet to be able to stay up to date on what's going on Mm -hmm. in, like, the graph design or 
the screen printing like industry as mm-hmm. well. It's so, always evolving. So yeah, we always gotta keep up with it. Yeah, absolutely. What took you guys to DMAC like out of high school? Like what like what prompted you guys to go to DMAC for creative like graphic design? Um, I guess I was chose DMAC because it was I still wanted to be close to home and I heard good things about the program and it was just one on one with the students. That's what I wanted and you know, just heard great things about there and I'm glad I went there. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I chose DMAC because I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. I mean, I didn't even know if I wanted to go to school anymore. Um, but I went there and um, they kind of chose graphic design for me. I didn't even know what graphic design was coming out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of was like, oh, I like art. I can draw. Um, I can do this. I'm like, oh, do you want to try graphic design? I was like, what's that? I'm like, and you make logos and posters and stuff. I could do that. Yeah. So that's how I got into that's what's it. Up. <laughs> um, did you both like always grow up artistic and into design? Is that something that when you were young, like you all were doing? Yeah. I felt like growing up, I thought, <clears throat> I felt like I was a pretty creative kid. I was, I like did really well in my art classes, um, math and science and all that. It was not really my, my bread and butter, but yeah. I loved art. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was really a good drawer, really into music, and my mom is a great cook. So mm-hmm. I think I get some of my creativity from both sides of the family. Um, yeah, took a lot of art classes. Took some art classes in Thailand, which is pretty cool. No way. For like uh, during vacation. Yeah. They just put me in an art crazy. class. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. During vacation. So I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. It was really fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been drawing, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, I was always that artistic kid, you know, any school I went to. Um, I took painting, drawing classes on the weekends at the art center growing up. And um, it's just like something I always continue to do throughout. Um, Never anything I really took like too serious. However, like a lot of work I did do, you know, in high school would be like showcased and things like that. But Art was never, like, the goal for me when I was in high school. I mean, to be honest, being an artist when I was in high school was not really cool, Mm. you know? I mean, um, so I'm sure it's different now um, how everyone's open to, like, creative minds and stuff. But Mm -hmm. it was, like, not the goal, but something that I was able to appreciate as I got older, Yeah, you know? What high school did you go to? I went to Ankeny High School. Ankeny, okay. And Lincoln? I went to Lincoln. Yeah, okay, cool. I have a similar story to you with, like, DMAC, too, because, like, I I went to DMAC and just got an associate's, and, like, I chose it because I didn't really know what I wanted to do either. Mm -hmm. But, like, I kind of always grew up, like, into drawing and, like, art, too. And then I was like, I don't want to go to university and blow a bunch of money that Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if, like, that's really for me. And so, yeah, if you're a creative that just doesn't know what you want to do, but you want to check out college, I think community college is a good starting mm-hmm. point. DMX, For sure. DMAC's really great. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That's a good point, too. After college, what was, like, the next step for you guys? Um, well, after college, I took a year off. Tina went to continue his education at Grandview. And during that time, that was kind of the phase where we were starting to talk ideas about starting a business or at first it wasn't even like we didn't want to start a business at first we wanted to start a brand 
um, at the time. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the plan we had during yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as as we went on and we did start to de- develop, you know, ideas for the brand and logos and designs for T-shirts, um, the brand creating a brand was becoming very um, oversaturated. Um, competition was a lot more than maybe what could have been. Mm-hmm. And um, we just weren't sure if that was, like, the best route for us to take. Um, but what we did have is we knew how to screen print and we knew how to design. So we were able to use that and provide that service for others and um, create something other than a clothing brand. Rather, we did a printing business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, yeah, from there we, we just, just wanted to solidify like our base and mm-hmm. like the foundation of being recognized for our work through other people. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So like what year was this when all these ideas are starting to happen and y'all are building the brand? 2015 of summer? 2014, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Around there. I think 2014, the second year of DMAC, that's when we knew that we... Wanted to do something. Yeah. yeah. That yes. we worked yeah. well together. And, and I would was... say, like, later on, that's when we decided to become, like, a printing business mm-hmm. rather than, like, a clothing brand. Yeah. Summer yes. 2015? Got you. Around then. Maybe yeah. spring, summer. Yeah. Did you guys start with the name Inkspace, or did it start as something else and kind of evolved into Inkspace? I'd say when we first started... As a as a company, yes, Inkspace was the name that we went with after we scrapped the b- whole brand idea. Yeah. Um, let's see. Sorry, what was the question again? Um, like, how did Inkspace, the name, originate? Like, oh, how, did you, guys Inkspace land? Yeah. how did oh, you guys okay. land yeah. with that? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so it's crazy because it's a space where we work in and... We work with ink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we work so, with ink, so. No, right. it, it really is. It's not It's not too crazy. Um, but some, that's why I think it works. You know, it's very clear. Um, f- and it gets the point across of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in that and service industry, that's important. You yeah. know, I mean. That's what we were offering, a service. And. At the time, we were picking a name that was going to work generally for not just Iowa, but in other states or even all over the world. Anywhere. So we didn't want to be limited, so we chose yeah. Ink Space. Pretty rolls off the tongue pretty nicely. I think when Tino first brought up the idea of the name, I was in Thailand, actually. Mm. And he gave me a call and he said, hey, I think I have a name for our business. And I was like, oh, what is it? And I, he said... Um, I'll tell you when you come back because it's not going to hit the same mm, if I yeah. tell you over the phone and they don't want you to overthink it while you're over mm-hmm. in Thailand. Yeah. So when he came back and he told me, we just kept kind of processing process it, digest it, and just kind of just kept saying it over and over again. And we just yeah. stuck to it then and yeah. made it official. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I did I did think it was a little too, like, simple, I guess. Mm-hmm. But And that's why I didn't want to tell Tan right away either. And I was like... No, you gotta be here, and I gotta tell you a certain type of way, and you gotta listen like right in front of my face so yeah. you can understand, mm-hmm. you know, 
because I didn't want him to deny the idea like right away right. either, you know. Right. So, but it is it does go a little deeper than that um, with the whole idea of space. Um, I just remember like one time in class, um, I was kind of like dozing off, and there's this. I think it was like graphic communications, and they were talking this idea, concept of space or whatever, and not like space, like outer space, but just like space within. And I remember just seeing this picture of this diagram of like a box, like a cube, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of shows like what's inside. And it's basically the whole idea of it was kind of like you are defined by like what you are like within a certain mm-hmm. like area. So okay. I kind of like like that in a way, you know, it's not I'm not saying a box like holds you back, you know, because mm-hmm. you can always go outside the box. But I feel like you always come back in because that's you, you know. Yeah. So in a way, space is like this metaphor for us. It yeah. means Tan and Tino. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then ink is just what we work Ink with. is just, yeah, yeah there's no <laughs> special cool. meaning for yeah, ink. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah. Um, so how long have you guys been in official business then? This year in August will be our seventh year in yeah. business. So 2016. Yeah. Okay. So we started in 2016 of August. Yeah. And yeah. This yeah. Will be I kind of want to know what, um, what was the idea behind starting a brand before you guys started your business? Like the brand? Yeah. Starting a brand? 13. Huh? 13? Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess at the time, you know, we were really inspired by a lot of clothing brands. Like, that's what kind of, like, one. I mean, still kinda, are. Yeah, still are. And um, we were playing with just different names. Like, I think our very first brand that we came up with was called 13. Because mm-hmm. we were really, really into, like, the bad luck concept or just, like, mm. bones. And I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah, I think we were yeah. taking, like, a lot of inspiration from, like, biker gangs and then what was that one biker gang called like the ones or uh hell's or, angels no something about like ones oh the There's one percenters one percenters or something yeah. like that and we were like Interesting. we were like digging them up like okay this sounds like, like a little more dangerous like yeah. let's let's find inspiration somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but their one percenters got a good concept yeah, yeah. it's yeah that's that's crazy so like from that point on like having like used to get inspiration from like biker gangs and stuff like how has like your guys's taste changed from then until now oh i think over time like our our taste just kind of changes every now like you know all the time or what we like and what we don't like always changes but i mean like we still pick up inspirations from biker gangs here and yeah. there. Yeah. Or it could be like food, video games. It, it could be anything. It just kind of depends on like what the subject is. And yeah. we'll try to break down and like study the subject and see what the best inspo or what route we should take. Yeah. And I think also like from from the design point of view, like working with clients and stuff, we'll find inspiration from wherever we need to find in order to like meet client needs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but I think back then what's changed the most is we work on stuff for us we really want to hone things that mean something to us or that we're we can actually like relate to Mm -hmm. so obviously we're not in a bike gang so (laughs) uh, we can't really relate to that so we're just trying to bring into actually things that we like 
so we can produce things that we like and um, yeah. that way we'll never like lose the authenticity of it yeah, yeah. or the passion for it that's as well good. yeah that's really good yeah. what was step one of going okay we want to start this screen printing business what was the first step like what what did you guys do from there like to start to start i would say let's see well i think what was going on at the time is even while we were like in our second year of school um we were we had resources to like a screen printing press and we already had like friends and family asking us to do like t-shirts for them Mm -hmm. so it's not like we necessarily like came up with the idea completely by ourselves um it was something that was already happening to us and we just wanted to jump on it and like mm-hmm. take it to the next level. Yeah. Sure. We were we were working, we were printing shirts while at DMAC. Mm-hmm. So there's combination of school and work. I mm-hmm. remember our notebooks would have things that we wrote for class and then in the same notebook I'd be writing stuff like shirt orders. Yeah. So oh, I was yeah. like mixed in there. Yeah. That's, dope. Hustling. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys uh I know you guys are in uh, the Barnum factory right now. Yes, yes. currently. Um, so when did you guys move into there? And was that your first like place you call home? Yep, that was our first space that we moved in. Um, I think dropping off shirts for a client at Illust Around. Mm. Um, and then I, I ran into someone, introduced myself to him, and then just kind of chopped it up. And then he, I brought up that we were looking for a space. He happened to be in the Barnum factory. And we scheduled a time to like check it out and we met the owners and just did a little, you know, a little walkthrough at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like not, there was a lot of work to be done. It yeah. was, I think they just bought the building like a year ago, mm-hmm. but you know, we checked it out. We were also looking at the time at mainframe studios down mm-hmm. Kiowa. Yep. We were on a waiting list and at the time it was just kind of like, it's, we, we didn't waiting. have time to oh, wait. Time we didn't have wait. time to wait. Yeah. So, yeah. Business is booming. Yeah. 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 We wanted to move in and we made an offer to the owners of the Barnum factory and made yeah. an agreement and moved yeah. in. Yeah. It was really. We moved in like in the early summer of 2018 and basically spent that whole summer just getting set up in there, moving everything in, mm-hmm. painting the ceiling. How did you get the screen printers in that building? I feel like that it was, was not tough. easy. Like the yeah. press, yeah, the yeah. press. We had we had everything like delivered there, yeah. So they do have like a nice like, um, like a garage bay and a freight elevator we were able yeah. to use, mm. but it was still a little bit of a challenge with the hallways and the door and mm-hmm. stuff like Some that. Some big equipment. So. Everything's like still pieced out, but you mm-hmm. know it's still pretty big yeah like did y'all have to assemble it yeah yep. wow. uh, once it's assembled we haven't taken it out since <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah. saved up a lot of money like yeah before we used to work at central campus that's where we would print out of mm-hmm. and you know we saved up a lot enough money to buy equipment as soon as we figured out the space situation yep. yeah i think for yeah. almost like Two or three years. We were saving up. We just, mm. everything we made just went into this pocket of ink space. And we we're like, and we had side jobs. Once we got it, mm. we're like, let's get this stuff and yeah. let's get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, you guys might not know the answer to this question, <laughs> but like, have you ever considered moving out of Barnum Factory at all and maybe getting your own like brick and mortar type of storefront? Or like, is that a thought that you guys have ever had? Yeah. For a future goal. We've thought about it. I would say that's 
kind of like our next goal or is like a be a dream to have our own space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Barnum Factory is a good space. It's affordable. It's, you know, it's in a good location and the land, mm-hmm. the owners are really great. So yeah. we're yeah. thankful that, you know, we were able to have them as a, uh, like a first tenant or a yeah. landlord. Yeah. yeah. But move, finding our own space that's like on the first floor with like a garage bay would be mm-hmm. yeah. pretty ideal. Maybe have a storefront. Yeah, even front. a storefront too. That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. Push our stuff a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But it's just kind of hard to find in Iowa. Yeah. yeah. It's a little limited unless yeah. you're going out like in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You want to you stay close to downtown. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 That's where I feel like a lot of the stuff is happening mm-hmm. like in the creative world. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's like uh what's a day-to-day process for your work week look like? Oh, work week. Oh, it's different every week. It just yeah. kind of depends. We'll start the week off kind of figuring out like what needs to get printed, what needs to be designed, deadlines, and we'll just kind of schedule our day out. Um, I'll usually come in sometime like maybe around 10, 11 a.m. Tino comes in about an hour later, you know. Might have to maybe hit the gym before, stay, late. stay fit, <laughs> and then we'll probably work out throughout the night if we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say that's kind of like the typical day, you know, yeah. uh, talking to clients, emails, putting in shirt orders, yeah. setting things up, cleaning things up. You know, figure out what needs to be worked on and then kind of like kind of finish the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like half the day, but it's still like the end of the day for us where like Tan usually does like – print and then I will continue like working on whatever designs, designs. need to be worked on. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um so do you guys kind of have like roles then that you guys like to stick to? Like is one of you guys more the designing and communicating and one of you is more of the like actual mm-hmm. like printing and like the press and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Tino does a lot of most like design work. Um, he'll talk to clients as well, like emailing, and then I'll be on the press printing or setting up screens. Uh, Tina will also help me cat shirts. So gotcha. yeah. after our shirts go through a conveyor dryer to be cured, there needs to be someone to catch, yeah. mm-hmm. fold, mark off our invoices, yeah. and box. So yeah. Tina will do that. That's how I spend. I, I'm like on the computer, like designing, and every 10 minutes I'll get up and walk over and yeah. grab box shirts things. and then pile them up and then go back Back and start designing again. (laughs) Oh, I have a funny question. So when I email inkspace, like, dot com or whatever. The Mm -hmm. info. Yeah. Yeah. Am I talking to you? Like, who am I talking to? Because I feel it like... It might be different. And okay. sometimes I'll write off Tan's name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you never I'm like, know. <laughs> I feel like early on, I used to be like, hey, Tan, because, like, I think you were talking to me at one point. Very yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Started off, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then, like, I've just... That just popped in my head. Like, yeah. has Tino talked to me, too? And just been like, I'm Tan. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you might be talking to him. Yeah. It's sometimes. You might be able to tell in our email styles, but... Yeah. Most of the time, I, I will start the emails and mm-hmm. reply to them. And then if Tino needs to respond back or ask questions, he'll still usually just sign off my Or name give, or like, like, quick estimates or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Cool. So what is, like, a, a typical process when it comes to, like, getting a screen ready mm-hmm. to be used? Because, like... I don't do screen printing and a lot of people that are watching probably don't understand like the whole process that goes into that. So like, what does that look like? For sure. It's definitely an interesting process. Like I still fall in love with the process all the time. 
So typically, you'll have an artwork file ready to go, and we'll print it on our inkjet printer, and it's just going to be black. So for example, if you have like a one-color design shirt, it's going to be all black. That's pretty easy. Um, if it's going to be like multiple colors, we have to print out separate um, films for each color because we print by layers. Mm -hmm. We can't just print it all at once. Mm -hmm. So those multiple color jobs definitely take a little more time and a little more work, but yeah. the results... Um, you know, they turn out really great. Then we'll typically take that design and we'll burn it onto our uh, pre-made screens that we we have. Uh, we'll burn it in a UV LED light, kind of like a, we're just like burning that design mm. onto the, it's called emulsion. So we'll mm -hmm. burn it onto the screen and then we'll wash it out. And whatever that design was will be kind of like left over and see-through. Yeah. Kind of like a screen door, I would say. Okay. And that's where the ink is going to get pushed through and kind of like imprinted onto the garment. Yeah. And then we'll take the screen, you know, we'll dry it, set it up on our press, make sure everything's aligned. Um, we'll do some test prints and make sure everything's aligned and making sure the ink is cured fully. And... Yeah, and then we'll we'll start printing. The, the, the longest time is just setting up. The printing is just kind of just, you just keep going. Everything's mm -hmm. hand printed and yeah. just kind of get into the zone. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. I've seen you guys do some really crazy like designs that are like like the video game shirt. What oh, was the, that? The Tekken one? Mm. Oh. <laughs> that was so like, <laughs> how many screens did you have to print for that? Like that seemed like... Four. Four? So that was four colors. Yeah. So that all white. Oh yeah. Are oh, you getting all the white? Red. So we used white, red, yellow, yellow, and blue. blue. Yeah. For, okay. So that process is called um, simulated process printing. Hmm. So each of those colors, we manually go into that image and we pick up what color needs to get printed. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's all by eye. You know, there's really no. Um, exact formula to get it so mm -hmm. everything's by eye and then once we pick out what colors need to get printed that looks the best yeah. and then that's how we set it up and all the colors to kind of just merge together to yeah. create more than four colors it's crazy because it's like this design which you guys also printed for me yep very simple like just one color but yep. then like i see that i'm just like wow like, mm -hmm. so that's that's spot color so that's usually like a screen printer's best friend yeah pretty uh, straightforward, you know, one color or two color, then you just print it. Mm -hmm. But it takes a little more work. What does the process look like for if there's like any color bleeds or like gradients or like something like that? The gradients? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would probably be like simulated process. Okay. Yeah. If it's just like one color, we'll introduce half tones. Yeah. Okay. So half tones mm -hmm. help create different shades. Um, I think it see. depends. So like if it's like an image, like what I typically do is I will use like a, like, the color like simulation um but if you have like a logo for example with um a gradient in like your type or something like that i mean there's different ways to go about it um if you had like the ai file i mean we do have plugins as well too that will convert like gradients into halftones okay. so we typically use that when we are in illustrator mm. however it's not always the case, so we do get stuck in Photoshop um, and grabbing that gradient. And then from that point, what we do, we'd have to create a halftone 
of whatever color needs to get printed on or knocked out. And we would convert that file into what we call a bitmap. And that just basically gets laid over as its own color then to create mm-hmm. that effect mm-hmm. of like the halftone or the gradient. Yeah. Dang. And yeah. halftones are just little dots. Yeah. Yeah. These little dots. It's amazing. Yes. Wow. It's crazy. Magical. Um, so do you have any tips and tricks for like clients who are sending you uh, AI files or like Photoshop files like on how to prepare their design that way it doesn't add more work to you guys and also you guys can be faster and more effective? Sure. I mean, I think as as a creator, I think one thing is that's important is to understand what you're doing. Um, so understand what you're working on and what you want it to look like um, for the final like outcome. So if you're working on something that you want to be clean and like sharp edged, um, learn like Illustrator. Um, it'll be your best friend. So Illustrator basically is a design program where it creates like vectors of whatever we're building. Mm-hmm. And those vectors are the easiest for us to work with when it comes to like changing things um, and changing the colors or maybe we got to switch some stuff up for the design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when it comes to Photoshop files, that's when we have to be a little more like particular about the size of the file, the resolution of it, sizing things correctly. Um, We have to make sure everything's sized before we go out and like if we had to like bitmap it, it's got to be sized already. Um, But if I could give some advice, my first one would be Learn Illustrator um, if you want that look. Um, if Two, if you are using something like Procreate or like Photoshop, for example, to draw whatever you're making in, um, use your layers um, mm-hmm. and understand like screen printing process. So each color is a screen. So kind of design that way. So design as if each layer is its own screen Hmm. and kind of only use those colors on that one layer and Hmm. layer them on top of each other as if they were being printed on top of each other. Yeah. So, and then if you had that kind of file, that would probably be easier for us to work with or speed up the flow rather than us separating the colors, you know, once you send just like one Mm -hmm. raw, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flattened image. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Oh, <laughs> uh, what about like if someone is sending you like a picture, like a real life picture? Is there any type of treatment that you need to do? And this is kind of like a question that I personally want to know because okay. like I'm thinking about, you know, sending y'all a photo. Okay. To work yeah. on. We just, so. If it's like a photo, we just ask that it's a high quality photo mm-hmm. and just kind of like depending on how many colors it is, we'll just kind of have to look at it and just kind of break down mm-hmm. and see what's the best way to print it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there, if it doesn't work, then we also have like other techniques or like methods that could, you know, to get the job done and to get get that on a shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you guys like offer any other services besides screen printing? So like any vinyl or any like embroidery or anything that be like this probably won't, 
execute what you want best in a screen printed mm-hmm. garment mm-hmm. rather than like, oh, like you should probably get this on a vinyl instead. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, we do offer um, transfers. Okay. Yeah. So we have a heat press. So sometimes if a client has maybe a few items or if the file's low resolution or not high enough for screen print and it has like multiple colors that we just can't, um, we can't get on the press because we only have six available slots on the press. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll offer like a transfer. So we'll order transfers. It's pretty much uh, digital. And all you have to do is just order it from our supplier. And then it comes in these sheets. And then we'll just heat press them and peel them. And it's, you know, and it's done. It's yeah, done. It's pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, the quality is still pretty good. It doesn't feel... Like screen print, but I, in my opinion, I still think, yeah. you know, it gets the job done. Yeah. It's not as bad as some people may make it out to be. Like, I know there are, are a couple of people who are like, oh, vinyl, that that doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sometimes some of those transfers or those different materials work on, like, better things, like yeah. for, like, polyester or, right. like, mm-hmm. nylon or something like More that. More of, like, the stretch, you know? stretchy material, mm-hmm. dry fit, athletic materials. And sometimes we'll even recommend that. You know, mm-hmm. we do have a few like like athletic like trainers that get stuff done by us that want that kind of material. Mm-hmm. So we'll be like, hey, I think this would feel a lot better like on your shorts or on your shirt or on your jacket versus mm-hmm. a screen print. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, is there anything that you guys uh, don't offer right now that you want to eventually expand in your services? Like, do you guys do puff print or do you guys? Do any other methods of like that that you want to add on? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, we have worked with puff print. That's popular. We also worked with like just some reflective inks. Those can get a little tricky. I oh, yeah, had 3M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If a client is requesting it. Um, what else? We do want to get into embroidery. We've had embroidery requests all the time. All the like time. making hats or, you know. Mm-hmm. Boy, it looks just better on a polo versus a screen print. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, we're in the works this summer. We have like a machine that we can like practice on at the moment. And That's cool. Once yeah. we're confident enough to, we know what we're doing. We'll service it <laughs> we'll out. We'll offer the service <laughs> yeah. slowly. You know, mm-hmm. maybe just a small, few small jobs. Yeah. Then, if it works out, then we'll fully uh, offer it as like an anytime service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like any other services? Are those anything that you would look to like bring someone that specializes that in on staff or like subcontract that out? Be like, oh, they have this machine. Like, let's bring them in house to work on like this kind of fulfillment or anything like that. Or, For sure. I yeah. think it would be nice to have like a third person to operate that machine mm-hmm. just because, you know, uh, Tino's already designing. I'm on the screen print press. So it would be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. We did have a lot of embroidery jobs to have a third person. I don't know if we would like third party it out though. I mean, um, just because we're so intrigued by like knowing how to do everything as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think even if we did have someone working like the machine, uh, we would still would like want to know how to We'd do probably it. Probably be there For over sure. their yeah. shoulder or yeah. figuring yeah. it That's out. That's how too. I am too. Yeah. I like to learn like the process and like so that way if. I ever have to do it, you know, exactly. I'm prepared for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Uh, do you guys, speaking of that, uh, would you ever 
Are you guys in a place where you're thinking about expanding your team, like having more uh, screen printers come in so y'all can focus on other parts of the business or like interns or like you have opportunities like that? Yeah, we had last year we had, um, well, over like the past year, we've had three, four interns work with us. Uh, sometimes it's like just for the summer or we've worked with Oak Ridge. They have like a summer internship program where this Oak Ridge will pay this, the kids to come mm. work with us. And then it will sort of be kind of like in their general interest too. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, we picked up an uh, intern from Iowa State. She was great. She was with us for the summer. And then we had another intern also from DMAC, which she helped out a lot too with mm-hmm. design work or, you know, just teaching them how to screen print as well. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Do you guys enjoy that? Like having someone that you guys can teach and like have help out? Or it could be kind of chaotic sometimes. Yeah. yeah so it's, you know, I mean, it's there. I mean, not against like teaching or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I love to share like knowledge and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just when you ask, like, I feel like you've also have to like deliver and show interest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, some kids will be like, oh, how to make this design. But then when you're telling them how to do it, they're kind of like maybe like spacing off and they're right. not really like, it's more they so don't like, want can to you do, do this the steps, mm-hmm. but like yeah. they just want that final outcome, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think in this industry, what makes it fun, what makes it is like the passion. And like you've got to have the passion and the drive for it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What is it like getting a wholesale license? And like, what are uh, like blanks that you guys prefer to use mm-hmm. for like your own projects you guys do? Or like, what are blanks that you see a lot of your clients using right mm-hmm. now? Well, first step getting a wholesale license, we'd have to have a registered business name, uh, get an LLC. And you would also get an EIN number, which you can always apply online. I think it's like pretty e- pretty easy to do it now versus mm-hmm. back in the day. I think we did everything kind of like printed out, had to write everything by hand, and damn, that's give crazy. it give it to <laughs> I think it's like um, the Iowa Department of whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and Dang. then I remember making a lot of mis- like a few mistakes where they would review it, mistake, send it back to us, and gotta redo it again, mm. give it to them. They didn't mention my other mistakes, and <laughs> oh, man. I think it was like a month process until we officially became um, official with like the state of Iowa. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's easier now. You can just do everything online. You just kind of look up on Google and check like your state, mm-hmm. um, what the process is. Um, EIN number is just pretty much like a social security number for your business. So you usually need that to get the sales uh, tax ID number, which you'll be exempted to pay tax when you're buying wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some websites that you can buy wholesale mm-hmm. without a license as well. You might have just to pay like tax, but the prices mm-hmm. are pretty comparable to kind of like what we're paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you need like a few shirts, you know, there are websites out there cool. that you can buy. Yeah. Um, shirts that we like to use um, personally, we like heavyweight shirts at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I think always. Yeah, we've always liked always heavyweight, heavyweight shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Even when it was not cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um there's brands like LA Apparel. 
There's Porn Company. Um, like Comfort Colors. Comfort Colors is very popular. Mm-hmm. Even Gildan. Yeah, yeah Gildan. Yeah. A lot of people sleep on Gildan, but a lot of music like artists for their tour merch, they'll print on Gildan. I mean, oh, I definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. you might not think about it when you buy it because the designs itself are just so cool mm-hmm, right sure. it's like mm-hmm. oh i need that and it's like i want this as a memory mm-hmm. right to wear and be like i went to that concert for sure and then like oftentimes when i buy it i look at the tag i'm like oh that was gildan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a lot of people hate on gildan so it's like yeah why <laughs> not that bad yeah they've, they've yeah. been in the game for a long time for sure yeah. they have a variety i mean and also like I'm sure this was going to be my next question, but yeah. rather than a statement, I'm sure there are probably certain brands that you look at from like a markup standpoint too. like mm-hmm. be like, oh, like I can get this many blanks for this amount and we already have like this price per piece. Yep. Whereas like comfort colors might be like 30% more per piece mm-hmm. when you're buying it wholesale. For sure. Is that something that you're probably looking at too? Like if, if you're, you have a client with like a high, like high quantity and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like, well, if you want this, we might want to go with like this price point per piece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It would, we, act, we definitely ask the client like if they have a budget in mind and we'll give them options. Yeah. Um, usually starting from like a high point to middle and to just like a cost, uh, like a budget friendly. Mm-hmm. And we'll give them, you know, pricing and then we just kind of let the client decide from there like um, yeah. what they want to do. Do you give a lot of options for like price per piece? Yeah, we usually have a break. We have a minimum of 18, and price break starts, I think it's like 18 to 49. And then once you order 50 to 99, that's another price break. Mm -hmm. And then if you order over 100, that's another price break, Um, which not, I don't know. We we offer the price break just because we'd rather print more quantities. Mm-hmm. We, we we don't get really any discount from our suppliers. Setup time is always the same. Right. Versus, you know, we print 18 shirts and 200 shirts. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. it's definitely much worth it when um, we are able to print, like, more shirts. Yeah. yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. And then, like... Do you also, are you looking at like from buying like blanks from your suppliers? Are you also looking at like a price point per piece for like, I'm assuming Gildan and Comfort Colors have like a different price tag for just ordering those wholesale? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They all have different price points. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that all goes into like your quote. Yes. Everything. Yeah. We've got like this fancy Excel sheet there. We just plug in numbers Mm -hmm. and it calculates these percentages and shoots out a number. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Was the business side of things hard for you guys to learn being like designers first? Hmm. The business side, it was oh. kind of, we learned as we go. Yeah. I, would, I feel like we're still learning. Uh, yeah. We're still <laughs> yeah. learning the business yeah. side. Yeah. Um, I think I took like even like a business class for the summer at mm. DMAC West. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of just talks about like how to operate a business, how to run it. Just kind of like the boring stuff, the behind mm-hmm. the scenes stuff, but definitely need to know that. Just because yeah. I think our first year, we had some <laughs> some fines that we needed to pay the state. Yeah. Which luckily, you know, um, we took care of that problem. But mm-hmm. definitely it's very important, you know, to learn the behind the scenes and like just like taxes and mm. just staying organized, keeping all your receipts. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, I think still it's, learning. I think it's something that we, we came to learn as we... Um, as we went, oh, we mm-hmm. did have like you know a few like people who 
did own like businesses too mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would like give us some advice and stuff. So it was very nice to have yeah. those people. Mm-hmm. We were able to ask them questions and stuff like that too. Yep. But I, I'll be honest, the business side is not the fun side. Yeah. So <laughs> whenever like I introduce myself to like new people, I'm never like, "Hey, I'm Tino. I'm the co-owner of Ink Space." Because yeah. like, I'm not trying to talk business with you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to talk design. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of create. I mean. There's so many creatives like out here everywhere and the business side is just like people aren't disciplined enough to learn it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like I, I feel like a lot of creatives, it turns into just more of like a hobby because they don't know how to turn it into money or mm-hmm. like they don't know how to turn it yeah. into like a, a business, you know? Sure. And so they end up, you know, working whatever job they're doing and they're like, ah, oh, I wish I had more time to put into my like craft or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely know. a lot of time, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something you can't ignore either. I mean, we, we take the business side just as serious as we take like the printing and the design we do for a client. Um, just because it's, it's necessary, you know, in order to keep growing and being able to keep pushing and, um, making sure everything runs yeah. smoothly as a business, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, as far as, like, not having time for, like, the passion stuff, you know, I mean, I think it comes, you know. It, it's a matter of maybe setting time, you know. Maybe don't spend so much time on your business or, like, plan out your days a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, more, like, gap of, you know, the project, yep. you know, within yep. the week rather than trying to finish in two days. Mm-hmm. So you're able to maybe have a couple hours a day to do whatever you want to do, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's something where we're kind of in the stage at doing is kind of s- separating, like, our time to be able to push more ink space stuff mm-hmm. as well as being able to keep, like, the whole, like, service side service still side alive. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned like you guys were lucky enough to have some people, uh, some connections that helped you with the business side of things. So how important is having like mentors for you guys? Oh, very important. We have one mentor specifically that, you know, without him, there would be no ink space. Um, mm-hmm. It was my old graphic design instructor back at Central Campus. Uh, Central Campus is a career technical school, so they teach a lot, you know, about career stuff, you know, you want to be a nurse, you want to learn about mm-hmm. uh, cars, you yep. want to learn about fish, fashion, or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's Yo, the place they're, to go. they're marine biology class. Yeah. Yeah. Lit. Uh, yeah. I didn't take that one. I took their photography one. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. like you walk by the marine biology one uh-huh. on the way to the, also on the way to the graphic yeah. design yeah, room, right? right there. Mm-hmm. And like, it made me want to like be a marine biologist, but yeah. I knew I was just like, nah. Like, yeah. it looks... It looks awesome, but like mm-hmm. no, nah, my I belong over here. <laughs> Just admire yeah. from a distance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, yeah um, our mentor, uh, Mr. Rice, uh, Tim Rice. Um, I took his class in junior year. Uh, didn't really take it too serious. Just kind of slacking off. Just trying to get an easy passing grade. And then my senior year, I started to get more closer with him, and I thought, you know, he seemed like a really cool guy. And started doing some project, personal projects for him, just kind of being pretty much his teacher's pet, like his little, you know, right-hand man. And I started to take it more serious and started, you know, to have fun with it. And 
he any questions that I had or any advice that I needed, he was always the one to go to if I needed something for like the business side or screen printing, graphic designs. Mm-hmm. Showed a lot of cool tricks, and then I introduced Tino yeah. to him too, and he became Tino's mentor as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I interned there for a little bit as well under uh, Rice, and we would kind of just like teach like the kids or like help them out or even like assign them projects or whatever. But really, I was the one that was learning there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Rice, he showed me so much like illustrator tips that. Like, I knew kind of and from, like, school, but mm-hmm. just, like, better ways to, like, approach design. And, yep. like, that's really what I took away from him. Like, I still, like, admire his work, like, you yeah. know, to this day. And I, yeah. I reference him a lot, you know. Is he still there? Yep. yep. He's still there. Yeah, He's cool. still teaching. We still see him, like, every every month, you know, just to Dope. either, you know, if he needs some extra help at the school, we'll go there to help out. Or if we want to just kind of catch up, grab lunch. We, like, we mm-hmm. do that as well. That's cool. So he's definitely very important to us. Yeah. What are some uh, brands, businesses, artists, people uh, that you guys have been able to work with through screen printing? Oh, mm-hmm. work with? That yeah. was a lot. Oh, wow. Let's see. Uh, Top of my head. Um, you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, There's there's so many that we work with i mean we work with a lot of different kinds of like businesses so not just like a lot of creatives or brands you know we do things for like realtors or like schools schools um um, a lot of restaurants you know construction for real right yep 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 yep. so for real we printed their shirts we pretty much did their whole rebrand of a new logo Mm. so that's been a process of rebranding them mm-hmm. you know and changing like their whole like identity as well so, yeah. yeah that was a fun project um we work with my my best friend cody mm-hmm. he owns team soul he's a mental health advocate and he hosts basketball tournaments every year to promote uh, mental health and raise money um does they in- just have one like recently? He's having one next month. Yeah. Next month. Yep. Okay. July 15th. I, someone asked me if I wanted to be in a basketball tournament. I think it was that. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he brings in vendors and then um, first prize um, or whoever wins gets, you know, first prize, cash prize. And he brings in vendors and uh, sponsors to come help out. And mm-hmm. he donates the proceeds to... The mental health, a, men, a mental health alliance out in Iowa, in Iowa. I forgot the name of it, but mm. um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of cool projects that we get to touch and yeah, um, we get to meet yeah, a lot of cool of, people. Yeah, and yeah, um, you guys do any kind of passion projects outside of client work? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We try to when yeah. we have time. What does that look like? I think it can vary. I mean, sometimes. We'll just do like simple like passion projects like where it's just like a design and um, maybe someday we'll get printed. But and it's just just like this one piece and we just had this one idea or whatever and it could go all the way to something like where we're trying to piece a whole collection together with like this whole theme and having like five different designs within like the collection. Mm-hmm. So it could go from like one design, one design. that never gets printed passion project to like a whole like mm-hmm. 
five-piece collection. We just mm-hmm. have a library of just different ideas that we worked on the side for us. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of whenever we're ready to bring it out, we'll bring it out. Or yeah. if you ever want to just keep working on it, we'll work on it when we have some free time. Yeah. I think we kind of take it like as it comes. So it's like when, we f- when we're feeling it. So I think that's also so important is like, obviously I don't treat clients that way because you can't, you've got to meet their deadlines. You got mm-hmm. to work on it. You can't really just do it when you feel like it, but mm-hmm. for yourself, you can. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to be able to work on work when you are in the zone to work on it, mm-hmm. when you want to work on it. You don't you have know? to force dropping something, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're never yeah. forcing anything. So like this one right here, this was the, what was the inspo behind this collection? This one was inspired by like cleaning, like 19- 1950s kind of like dry cleaning, laundry mats. Um, yeah. We were even, we kind of had this whole, this whole concept of was cleaning, but also like we had like tailoring was involved in like mm. kind of the concept before too. So it was just kind of like this idea of like repairing kind of clothes mm-hmm. and because, you know, what's what you do is we make things look clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like a laundromat would or yeah. the dry cleaners would. And they're a service industry too. So, yeah. you know, it fits with like our yeah. our concept. And we love that like whole like 1950s like aesthetic, like sign painter, like yeah. mm-hmm. looking like work. And um, yeah. it's something yeah. that's had like an influence on us. And we've always wanted to do something with it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of decided to use that kind of concept for this uh, this collection. Yeah. And cleaning. it's the back, the tie, is it? And this yeah. one is the We Heart Customers. Okay. So it's the exact like... Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hanger on a from the hanger. Yeah. When you you dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah. Um, tell us about the latest collection y'all dropped because that one was fire. Oh, uh, our latest collection was, say... Like the rave drop. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We never got to the point where we were able to like smack a name on it. Uh-huh. But whenever we would tell people about it before it got released, we would just say like the rave drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it just kind of named itself. Um, we weren't necessarily like too inspired by like rave culture, like exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the inspiration for that drop came from like early like two thousands, like techno, like. Techno music, um, like house music. house music, so like that late '90s house, which is you know, if you look that up now, it's gonna sound a lot different from what you may think house is. Mm-hmm. Uh, house now is like New York rooftop, like got shades on in yeah, the, the sun the, with yeah. a martini, <laughs> yeah. the wrist flick. And yeah, yeah. '90s house is more like underground Under, yeah. underground Very. dark a little edgy mm-hmm. and um so yeah and then techno music back then as well too so a lot of our inspiration came from that almost like that grimy warehouse like techno house like mm-hmm. feel from that time period and you grew up listening to it too yeah to that music yeah. as, a, as a kid every time i come in your guys's shop y'all got vibes <laughs> something <laughs> yeah i love it yeah we we our, be mixing up the our playlist the playlist a lot yeah. if, you, if you were our neighbor and you would hear the music we play throughout the day you'd probably think we're crazy yeah <laughs> that's funny we'll probably sometimes we'll start off with k-pop and mm-hmm. then we'll change it to hip-hop and then we'll change it to techno and then we'll end it off with i don't know 
K-pop. <laughs> so does music like inspire you guys a lot then? A lot, for sure. Yeah. We listen to music every day, all day. Uh, podcast too, you know, just yeah. depending on the mood. Yeah. Um, yeah, music's definitely been a big inspiration yeah, for, cool. for us and especially this drop too. Yeah. Our last drop. Do you guys have any collections like on the, you know, coming up that you guys are like really excited about or anything that's coming soon? Um, maybe not a full collection coming up soon, but we do have some ideas um, of some concepts we do want to release. Yeah, um, just like a few pieces just for like like a seasonal piece. We don't want to, it takes too much time to do a whole collection. So yeah. we just want to drop like maybe a shirt or two cool. yeah. for the summer maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's dope. So... I mean, we've, we kind of just talked about it. So music inspires you guys. What else outside of music um, inspires you guys? Like other artists, creatives, are there other screen printers out there that you guys from afar have seen and been like, oh, they're doing really good stuff. For and sure. they've kind of influenced you. Um, let's see. I would say there are other shops out there that, um, that we look at and kind of see take away kind of like how they're running a shop and how just they're doing things and who their clientele are and it's really cool to see other shops um designers there's a lot of designers that we yeah benny gold is a designer we are influenced by um, Mm -hmm. lincoln design co on portland they have a huge influence over our work as well too Mm -hmm. Uh, they actually did the they branded, branded the, the first year that Do Tour came yep. to mm. Iowa. So they did all of their branding. They were actually, they were actually here. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. They're, they're like at that's Iowa dope. Tap Room grabbing yeah. some food. And I beer. was in his DMs. <laughs> actually, I think I was in his text messages. That's dope. I was like, "Hey, man, come to my studio. Yeah. I want to yeah. show you what we can do." Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, that never happened, but it's okay. Other brands designer Bobby Hundreds, Bobby yeah. and Ben. They're definitely mm, the hundreds. Like, yep. Definitely looked at their blueprint early on to starting the business mm-hmm. and they're probably our number one is that the bomb one yep yep yeah, the Adam right. bomb yeah iconic right iconic there. yeah the artist uh shepherd fairy is huge influence to obey. Obey, obey the brand mm-hmm. yep, yep yep um and the other brands you know like verdi uh vandy um born and raised uh, mr cartoon and mr cartoon um virgil there's always changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of there's a lot of streetwear influence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that, you know, reflected mm-hmm. in what you guys do for sure. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on like the Des Moines creative scene? Because I know like you guys have had chances to work with other creatives in Des Moines, and also mm-hmm. in the Barnum Factory there are other creatives. Mm-hmm. So like for sure. Yeah. No, they're. I'd say Des Moines creative scene. They're doing their thing, you know. I can see it's growing. It's definitely growing. Um, there's definitely you know room to improve, but I can see that everyone is you know doing their best, you know, to push out the creative scene. And um, I think someday over time, you know, um, I think it could be really something special. Yeah. Um, we would we're doing our best to attend these events yeah know, we, like, we're, that's one of our goals is to kind of like push ourselves to be more involved with like the creatives mm-hmm. in um in our area I mean, we, most of the time you know we'll, we'll produce it and then we'll just kind of kick back yeah and, um but we want to do uh we want to attend the events or any projects that you know they're doing mm-hmm, be there mm-hmm. in person and just kind of experience take it all in 
Yeah. 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 Is there any like uh, people that are from Des Moines outside of like uh, your your teacher at Central that have kind of encouraged you guys and pushed you guys um, in this this like space that you're in? Like any other creatives, I guess. In Des Moines? Yeah. Mm. Or even outside of Des Moines. Outside of Des Moines. That we like know personally. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um not too many. I I wouldn't say too many. I would if anything, it'd probably be like previous like uh professors. Um mm-hmm. I had one like specific one at GMAC and then I had uh, one specific one at Grandview too. Um and then but most of the creatives that we know to this day, we've kind of met after, like we are already like established and mm-hmm. have became like a screen printing and like design, like studio. Yeah. So, um, yeah, did that answer the question? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is next for Ink Space? Like, I mean, we've, we've kind of, I feel like we've kind of encompassed this question, like, uh, we talked about would you guys ever consider getting your own shop? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've talked about any future collections on the horizon, but like in the next two years, five years, and ten years, like do you guys have different goals that you're hoping to to meet over the course of that time period? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have kind of talked about future goals. Um, just kind of like how we, what we want to see Ink Space as. I think we both have a clear vision of like what we want. Um, we just got to figure out how to do it. Um, it's not, you know, maybe like expanding our team, maybe bringing in more people would help yeah. accomplish that goal. I think in the next two to five years, we want to probably expand our team as well as our services. Mm-hmm. Um and hopefully we can kind of branch off another side of ink space so mm. we're able to see like this was it the brand se- side the separation and we see the service side of ink space mm. as well yeah and yeah. um it will like we do want it to feel like separated but it's all under like one on like under like one umbrella, you yeah. know. So mm-hmm. it's like almost like a sub brand of correct. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. need things printed, you can go to this side of Ink Space, or if you want to buy just want some, our stuff, some merch or some Ink Space gear, then yeah. come to this side. Fire. Yes. Cool. Um, another question that doesn't really relate to what you guys do, but oh, like, cool. what do you guys do outside of? design um to like rest or to get away mm. you want to go first you can go first you want to go first i can go first um what do i do oh, <laughs> <laughs> um work out try to work out <laughs> um to we- rest, watch like you know watch tv shows movies spend some time with friends family traveling mm-hmm. traveling definitely helps you know kind of benefit you know we like to travel and see different things and get inspired and bring those ideas and inspiration back. You know, we want to bring that back to Iowa and share it with uh, the people of Iowa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, they might not get it, 
and we understand that too. You know, um, we get a lot of inspiration from like the West Coast or the East Coast, and um, we get it. You know, people might not dig it, but you know, it's authentic to us, and mm-hmm. um, we want to share it with them. And you know, if they don't get it, they don't get it. If they get it, they get it. Yeah. So. yeah. I think um, yeah, when we're not working, I mean, we're resting, like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think. Eating? I try to like cook or eat, like yeah. eat. We like to eat, yeah. And so we love food. And it's like a genre of dish or like yeah. what dishes do you like to eat? <laughs> yeah. So. Sometimes we'll see something on like a on a post or yeah. maybe like Just try and recreate in an anime. It. You know, like we try to recreate it. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, we even go like go out to like um, Los Angeles and like go to like food festivals out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and really just like experience like what the food life is like out there. It's mm-hmm. it's so cool. Like food yeah. culture, yeah. it's yeah. It's not if just I about, wasn't a graphic designer, I would would love to be dude, a part I, of I that. almost went into culinary school. Yeah. I love yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So if you weren't a graphic designer, you would want to be like in culinary somewhere. Mm, I think I would want to be in culinary somewhere or I would just would love to be a part of like the team that creates like the restaurant. Mm. So mm-hmm. like maybe I'm not creating food, but maybe I'm creating like like the vibe, you mm-hmm. know, or something like yeah, that. That's so, dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tan, what about you? If you weren't I, a graphic designer or screen printer, I'd probably get into the culinary industry too. I thought about going in culinary DMAC at one point, but yeah, food is you know there's a lot that you can tell with just food and the background and the story of it. Yeah. Um, it's not just food. It's just like the branding and mm-hmm. like just kind of like the whole, I guess the whole vibe experience. that experience yeah. that goes around food. Yeah, you'd be it's, surprised about like how much of our like influence and like references come from like food. food. Hmm. So yeah, that's when it, it comes to either what is it like sometimes like the brand mm-hmm. of the food or just kind of looking back at old old logos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't know, like, that, like, yeah, culinary stuff is very creative, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to have, like, chefs on this podcast at some point. Like, we've been talking to some. Yeah. And we're we're trying to plan it where hopefully they can bring something that they've made to eat and we can review it. And and we can ask them about their process and how they made it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, stay tuned for that. For sure. um, Cool. Cool. If you guys could go back and give any advice to a younger version of yourself or like someone that is trying to get to where you guys are now, what advice would you give them? I would say definitely, um, let me think, definitely go into something that you really love to do, that you have a lot of passion that you wouldn't want to do it any other way. Um, It's going to be, you know, it's definitely... Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> like, what what would you uh, what advice would you give someone or your younger self? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back. Let's see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do something you love. Yep. Um, definitely. You know, kind of study the whatever you're going to. Definitely, like, study it. Um, what else is there? Love it, study it, um, go out there and, you know, if it's something that you need to kind of go out there and experience it, like 
for example, like screen printing. I worked at a screen print shop mm-hmm. right out of, right after high school. So I went out there, gained experience, and learned a lot of how to print T-shirts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely go out there, experience it as much as you can. Um, there's going to be a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. So, but it's okay. You know, it's better to fail then or now and then learn from it so you don't have to do it again yeah absolutely but it happens Mm -hmm. i think um, if i could go back tell my younger self something i would probably say um something like be proud of who you are and what you can do and um don't be scared to like show the world Mm. so yeah yeah that's good Mm -hmm. good cool good yeah so we end every episode uh by going over we go around the table and we go over something that has inspired us like recently whether it's like this past week or like today Mm -hmm. and so um we'll give you guys time to think but ethan do you got anything yeah um i've i've been playing pickleball every day nice and it's a blast and it was like, it just got me thinking the other day. It's the fastest growing sport in America. Is it? Um, yep. Wow. And it's, well, maybe even the world, but like it just, it's booming. It just took off and, you know, it's really cool. Um, it also has like a low entry level. Like you can just like show up at a court and like if there are other people there, then just jump in and play. Mm-hmm. But it also has like a high skill like ceiling like you can get really good like they're like professional pickleball players that i'm just like wow just like their dedication and their discipline to playing is really cool mm-hmm. but like with that entry it's really cool because it's like it's limitless for like ages so i think it was on tuesday or wednesday i played like there are always a bunch of like older people there, which is super cool. And I feel like I'm just this young punk that's just getting beat (laughs) up by these like 80 year olds, like for real. (laughs) And I played with this like 75 year old guy and he's in better shape than I am. And just like moving all over the court. He's just like a freak. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like he is insane. And it's just really cool. And I like got like, just got me thinking about like, I kind of want to be that like, when I get that old, like mm. maybe not in pickleball, but just be like where it's like, not nah, like I still got gas left in the tank. Yeah. Like whether it's creatively, whether <laughs> it's sure. like playing pickleball and it's like, man, mm. like I see some people that are like not that old, like, you know, middle age or whatever. And it's just like, man, like seems like you're not loving your life. And I come to mm. pickleball and I'm just like playing and these people are literally like just are loving life just out here just playing. And I think that was really cool. Hmm. got me thinking about just like creatively and like what I want to do in the next 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. like just there's so much, like there's a lot left to be done. Hmm. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Dang. Pickleball. Yeah. Pickleball. Now yeah. I want to go play. I, I low key. I'll, I'll have to come play. Pickleball. It's a blast. Do you play yeah. at Smash Park? No, I play at um, Valley. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, I do play at Valley View over in West Des Moines, but mainly um, me and like a group of like three or four guys will go mm-hmm. every day at four when we get off work at um, Walker Johnson Park. Okay, and so yeah, sounds cool. Come yeah. out, yeah. yeah, come out and play, <laughs> come learn. It's yeah. fun. I'll take you up on that. I'll do that. <laughs> um, for me, 
I saw the like the commercial for Apple Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy. Yeah. Like, did you see it? I did not see okay, it. Okay. So like it's like Apple's take on virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like on a whole new level. Like it's like almost like so you put on the, the virtual reality like goggles or whatever mm-hmm. and you can tap stuff now. Mm-hmm. Just like it's almost like think of Star Wars, like holographic, yeah, you know, holographic shit. Yeah, and it's like you can touch stuff and like swipe through, and it's it's almost scary how crazy technology is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you guys like, are all designers. Have you ever made anything like in holographs? No, I did one actually at a college visit, and that was wild. Really, like yeah. virtual reality? No, like made like a hologram, like and like Whoa. they had like. Uh, I don't know. This just like thing. It was. I think it was just like a projector, and it's just mm. like. But like, as you design, like you would like you'd see it move. Like oh, like along. building. Yeah, on top it of was. An, it was actually really that's cool. Crazy. It was yeah. really cool. Like that stuff that you see in like these movies nowadays, mm-hmm. and it's like a few years ago. I was thinking, ah, oh, we're still like twenty years away from that, or yeah. like oh, you it's know, right here. But yeah. it's literally it's now. now, and so it's just crazy. Like, uh, I don't know, like if I will ever end up owning it or like getting it because I feel like first of all, I don't know how much they'll end up selling that thing for. And it's just kind of like, I don't need any more like distractions in my life. And I feel like I'm okay with a phone, Mm -hmm. you know, or like whatever, but, uh, man, it is really interesting, you know, just to see technology progress that much. And, you know, pretty soon, Ready Player One, the movie, will probably be, like, real life. <laughs> yeah. So. No kidding. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's kind of inspiring, though, just to see, like, what what humans made. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to buy it if it comes I mean, out? It doesn't need any more distractions. I, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> maybe then when it actually comes out. You know, if, if I have the money, like, How you much know? do Oculuses go for? They're, like, close to a grand, no aren't idea. they? Are they? I have no idea. A grand? That's exactly. no, like a grand. Oh, a grand. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't oh, wow. imagine. I thought they were like an Apple brand or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the I Oculus is that much because it's only for video games up until mm, this point. Oh yeah, yeah. What is it like? It's like okay, it's uh, like four hundred like bucks. Four hundred. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But yeah. I don't <laughs> I know. I mean, if Apple's like Air air max pros or is it airpod pros those are like 500 dollars headphones so can't imagine this would be anything cheap yeah oh yeah (laughs) if i have a job that you know one day that i can afford that then Mm -hmm. i mean maybe but uh, as of now probably not Mm -hmm. for sure yeah when it goes on sale yeah yeah (laughs) black friday (laughs) cool who who wants to go i can go um I was going to say something, but then you said something that changed my mind. So, because you brought up like a commercial. Mm-hmm. So, recently I saw like this like commercial or like this is Instagram post of a commercial. And it was done by uh, the des- designer brand uh, Verdi. I don't know if you guys know. It sounds really familiar. I'll have um, to look them up after this. But yeah, it was basically just like this commercial for like like a hair, like, like shampoo. And I just I just thought it was done so well, and I just find that stuff so cool when you can make something like shampoo and be like, I need that shampoo, you know, mm-hmm. and like 
I I just thought that was pretty cool and pretty like inspirational mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, not I just wanted it, that shampoo, but too like I wanted to create something as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it just made you want to buy it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shampoo in yeah. like Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get it that easily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dang. Okay, I see yeah. you. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think what's inspired me this week. This week. Just, in the this just recently today even recently. you know like man it's kind of a tough one there's, there's so of, many things out there there's you know? a lot a lot going on <laughs> yeah so um i guess I'm if i could have to pick something i would say well um selection is a radio show that i listen to is what this hat i'm wearing mm-hmm. yeah. that looks dope yeah even you. the logo on the yeah side. the logo is did like, you guys do that no, we no, didn't, okay. but um, yeah, the logo's dope. I got it tatted on my leg. Mm. I've been listening to them for over 10 years now, mm. and um, their music is just so great. And just like, it's not just the music, it's just like their ex- the vibes that they create, the events that they put together, and just like the people that they bring on and put on. Like, it's, um, I'd say it's like very wholesome and very authentic and they do more than just music. It's just the vibes, setting up events, um, hosting events, even like their merchandise is, I think it's pretty cool. Mm. I'd love to like design something for them someday. Yeah. Um, and it is their 600th episode on the radio show. So 600. they like went all out, had a whole show in LA. Yeah. And I think I want, want that to happen. Like I would want us to throw an event like that someday in yeah. Iowa for sure. Yeah. That's fire. Cool. Dope. Well, I think that's all we got for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. This, thanks this for being on. Fun. This yeah. was dope. Yeah. Thanks Hope for having us. <laughs> was oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, you guys mentioned sometimes you'll play podcasts uh, in your in your shop. So mm-hmm. you guys, oh, yeah. hopefully, this will be good enough to listen to. <laughs> yeah. We'll listen to it in the shop for, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, this has been um, another episode of the Creative POV, and we'll catch y'all next time. See you.